You're listening to a Tone podcast produced for the Musicians Lab. In this podcast, Harry and Tomas discuss what makes great tone and which players have it. Welcome to another riveting, death-defying edition of the Tone Cast, starring the inimitable Harry Jacobson and his formidable foe Tomas. Today we're talking about electric guitar tones. There I think, you go. Yeah. And the best guitar tones that we can think of at this drunken moment in our life. Drunken moment in our <laughs> life, and multi-syllabic as that may be, I'm thinking. Uh, so, Tomas. What the hell is good tone anyway? What does that mean? Well, that's the thing. We were saying before we started this, and we're just you know flying by the seat of our pants here, um, that it's very subjective. And guitar tone, your taste, and you know, everything in life is subjective, but um, you know, guitar tone is no different. My taste, and I think in most cases, most people's taste will change through um, their life. So what I thought was wonderful in the beginning... Um, is different than what I thought in the middle and what I think right now, which hopefully is not the end, but you never know. By the way, if my voice sounds weird, um, I've had a week of trying to take care of a sick baby. And I got sick, and I'm over it, but my voice is not over it. So there you go. Could the fact that you're standing in a diaper in a pool of jello affect <laughs> the fact that your voice is a little I, off there? I usually do that, so there's nothing new there. <laughs> <laughs> well, another another interesting day over here in the studio, guys. Yeah, so, I mean, what what is a good tone? I mean, I, it's pretty easy to say what is a bad tone. So, you know, bitey, brittle, uh, overly buzzy, these are things that come to mind for me. You know, it's funny, whenever, you t- whenever you're asked a question like that, for me... My mind goes a blank. The guy that, for me, made me want to play guitar was Pete Townsend. And there's something about his guitar tone made me want to pick up the guitar. I mean, the guy that actually made me want to pick up the guitar was the guitarist for Meshuggah. Actually, well, actually, he is real good, but but I'm thinking... Uh, he's smoking, but he's smoking. I somehow doubt he needs <laughs> I just heard him for the first time this uh, couple he's days ago with Terry and, and James Hogan. Uh, there you go. But actually, it, you know, we're always going back to the same one, man. It was Eric Clapton and the Blues Breakers. Yeah. It was that John Mayall Blues Breakers record. That was just such a meaty, thick guitar tone. And yeah. such great playing that, yeah. man, it's like everyone seems to be influenced by that one record, that one player, that one tone. Everyone's been aiming for that. Mm. It's, so, it's so cool how monumental that, that was. And, I mean, what's, what's been that monumental since then? I mean, Eddie Van yeah. Halen comes to... Definitely. There's a moment. (laughs) 
we can talk about that in depth, but you, you just brought up something that we were thinking about talking about was, and I won't go into detail about it, but has it all been done before? And it just made what you said, the monumental guitar tone, you know, Eric Clapton, that was the, the Blues Breakers was a Les Paul yeah. and a Marshall JTM 45, That's right? what I'm talking about. Cranked up. Was there a pedal in between? Was like a, I don't think so. They didn't have many pedals. Yeah. All right. So that guitar tone is, you know, indicative of a million players that came after him. They yeah. emulated that tone. There's something honest. You know, I know that sounds kind of silly, but it the fact that it doesn't have pedals is Man, not overly compressed. That, it's not contrived. There's a oh true boy. honesty. You just hit on something it. awesome. Honesty in your playing. Oh man, yeah. Holy crap. I remember, you know, because of my age, in the eighties is when I really started. You know, good for your eighties, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I told you can't I can't be funny. Keep going. <laughs> so in the what you know, and the guitar tone that was going on there was the overly distorted guitar tone and compressed. And honestly, the majority of the guitar tones in the eighties now I really don't like, but at the, at the time, you know, I thought it was great. You know, that's when the chorus pedal was misused. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's something wonderful about the chorus pedal, but oh, it, can, yeah. it can make you kind of a thinner sound out of your guitar and a, yeah. a washed out kind of whatever. I mean, a lot of those players are great. That whole LA sound, the Steve sure. Lukather, you know, yeah. the rat, you know. You know, just anyway, you play through that stuff. And when I started with the Pete Townsend, which I think was honest, because that was just an amp way up, and he's an underrated guitar player. Oh yeah. You know, when I started playing guitar, it wasn't a pissing contest. It wasn't about who could play f more notes or the harder. Who's playing the most difficult stuff? You know, or I wanted to be better than the person next to me. It wasn't. It was just I love music and I love the energy that I got from music. It had nothing to do with the competition at all. Um, a lot of people don't get into guitar playing for that and and for some reason the competition thing gra grabs a lot of people. That's a whole other podcast. But it had absolutely zero bearing on the fact that I wanted to play guitar. But in any case the, the honesty that I heard in the Pete Townsend thing, and I love honesty, it's a great thing that you mentioned, a great way of describing it. I almost felt like I lost it in the 80s, and then I got back to that tone again. I started to like it, and part of it was just hanging out with you, Harry, and I loved your guitar tone. Just hearing... Uh, do I you know, owe you 30 bucks or 40 bucks for that, bro? <laughs> That's right. I'll give it to you later. Okay. The, uh, uh, the you know, a, uh, an amp turned up a little bit, you know, maybe a maybe a pedal, to, but not not with the gain all the way up. You know what I mean? Just a little bit distorted. When I started playing with that tone again, I thought, "Wow, man, that's hard to play through." There's <laughs> yeah. a lot. There's a lot of your your kind of uh, your playing is revealed a little bit more with that mm. guitar tone yeah. than if you plug into you know a modeling amp. You right, know, right, right. So that's the honesty part of it for me. It, it honestly reveals where you're at. The interesting thing is that back in that time period, these guys are just taking a guitar and plugging it into an amplifier and turning that thing up. I mean, I, I can imagine how loud that amp was back in Clapton's time. But, I mean, the irony is here we are with 
modern tools, studios, pedals, boutique amps. Mm-hmm. I, there's no doubt about it. There's some absolutely awesome boutique amps out there. But they're all trying to get that definitive balls-to-the-wall, cranking, great, harmonic, responsive tone. And, right. he, you know, we're, it, it's isn't that ironic that these guys were just plugging into a pretty simple amp yeah and and just blowing it out you've been listening to a tone podcast produced for the musicians lab be sure to check out all of our podcasts at themusicianslab.com or look for our podcast at the itunes store (laughs) 